What's your story? Hey y'all, it's Chelsea, also known as So That's Chels. Let's get into my story. Okay, so tell the world, where you from? I am from New Orleans East, born and raised, you know, represent. Okay, so I always gotta ask this on people being from the East. How was it like growing up for you versus now? Um, the East wasn't that bad to me, me personally. Um, I grew up in Eastover, so um, my East and New Orleans East is a little bit different. But um, I was still outside. I loved to hang out. Um, whether it be between Bullock, Reed, or Crowder, I was outside all the time. Now you will not catch me outside in New Orleans East. So speaking of Eastover, gotta ask that. Cause you know back in the day people want to live in Eastover in English terms. They want to stay wherever cash money was rapping about. And so how it was like for you growing up in, you know, in actually Eastover? Um, honestly, on some rich kid type stuff, it was just like that. We used to steal the golf carts and go ride around like we had cars. We used to just hang out outside all day. Um, it was only a small group of kids that stayed back there but all of us knew each other and for the most part we all hung out together so it was like a little family within a community inside of a community <laughs> and so and so did like and so did like any of the kids back there actually go to like public school um hmm <laughs> and because i can't see no kids staying you know I think, like east over going to public school i think maybe like Two or three of the kids back there went to like car, okay. you know, charter schools. Not the car was actually yeah, actually hard to get in. Right, right, right. So it was like the charter schools that were hard to get into, but no like real public schools. I think one person went to John Mac, but after he got put out of like other schools. <laughs> he got put out. He was bad. Was he bad? We were bad. <laughs> don't let don't let the, them get school. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah, I was turned up in the east before the, and before it was named east. Huh? I mean, <laughs> and before the east turned, you know what it was at the Yeah. Gotcha. So, growing up, getting out of high school, I'm like, what did you? I'm like, actually, I'm like, start doing like, hey, did you go to college? Hey, did you start like working and like anything like that? So, um, me personally, I went to school to college straight out of high school. I graduated in 2012. And I started at LSU in summer of 2012. A blast. I had a blast at LSU. Um, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do. I was in school to be a nurse practitioner. I found out real fast that's not what I wanted to do. Shout out to all the nurses, you know, anybody in the medical field. Shout out to y'all. Salute. Me personally, I uh, ended up dropping out. I dropped out about two and a half years in. And I just kind of was a waitress for about another two years. After working in a restaurant, and I was around like older people who had been working there for like 10, 20 years, I was like, wow, they're really content. I'm not, this is not enough for me. So that's when I kind of started trying to figure out how I could make money elsewhere. Um, and then I ended up with a sewing machine. So let's bring it back um, to the, you know, you going to school for like nursing, like actually what happened? <laughs> I hate science. I don't know why I thought that was going to work out for me. I am not a science girl. Mm -mm. Gave up on that fast. Gotcha. So 
like you know gradual you know graduating going through like you know trying to figure out who you are and like you know finding one on like sewing machine like if how was your first year actually learning how to actually to actually use the machine. Mm. So my mom just had an extra sewing machine sitting around and I've always been petite, so my clothes never fit. Um, but I've always liked fashion. I've always liked to dress really nicely. So um, to get myself out of a low key depression, I just was looking for a hobby, something to occupy my time. Um, and that's how I got into sewing. I just basically was like, I'm gonna figure something out. I'm not doing anything else in my time. I might as well do something with my time. So I just taught myself how to work a sewing machine. Gotcha. So let's bring it right back. Right? Like you just said something, because, you know, it was like, if a lot of people are actually, I'm like, you know, going through this right now with, I'm like, depression. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, can you kind of, I'm like, explain, I'm like, you know, it was like, what happened with you? And like, and like, how did you actually, I'm like, deal with it? Um, honestly, for... A solid two months, I did nothing more than get up, went to work, came back home, and laid in my bed. I was just, I felt like I, I had no purpose in life. I felt very just detached from everything. So it was just one day I woke up. I had already taken the sewing machine out, sat it on my desk, um, and it sat there for about a month. It collected dust. And then one day I woke up, and I was looking, at, like the first thing I saw was the sewing machine. And that was just... I don't know, something in my head just clicked. It was like, okay, instead of just laying here in this bed for another day, let's get up and do something different. So that was the first day that I just tapped into the sewing machine. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to thread it. I barely knew how to turn it on. But I said, rather than doing nothing, let's do something. And that was the start of me getting out of that depression. So so let's, so let's fast forward. Like, What was your first piece? That you looked at and like, dang, baby, I don't really didn't know doing my thing. Um, so the first piece that I actually made from scratch, it was a pink button down. It was basically like a pajama set. It was little shorts with a nice button down top. It was silk. It was pink and cute. And I made it for somebody else and it fit so cute on her. It was just the cutest thing ever. And that's when I felt like, okay, maybe I'm on the right track. Um, it was not a fully successful piece because it did end up ripping along the sides. Um, again, I was just figuring this stuff out. I didn't know what I was doing, but that particular piece was definitely an eye-opener for me, telling me that I was just along the right track. Actually, you know, if the first time, you know, if I actually, when I saw your, you know, if your Instagram name, if I actually thought you did hair. Because, you know, sewing, you know, everybody <laughs> sewing, sewing. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, oh, she actually sewed. Because, like, you know, people need people that, and they actually know how to, to, to like sew and do you no know, alterations. Right. I didn't know that people actually. I didn't know how high the demand was for alterations and custom pieces. Um, and again, like I said, I initially started this as a hobby. As I posted more and more, I started seeing like, dang, people really need their clothes altered, and so I was forced to make it a business. It was just a hobby. Right. You know, they have um, like weddings, Zoom yeah. ball in New Orleans is very big. Everything, anything to think of, even just, you know, oh, I have a nice dinner to go to, my jeans don't fit, you know, or I have this favorite pair of pants that don't fit my waist. Usually black people, we have 
wider, wider hips, smaller waist. So people don't make clothes for that. You have to get them altered. Right. I've learned that. <laughs> and like being a female, that's you know, I'm like used to work for it. <laughs> like you know, if I have a girlfriend like that, she's like, man, you know, if you try to find certain things, like everything doesn't fit in the small the same way. Mm-hmm. So like, so like, it's so like, what's your niche to like you know, make something custom that will actually fit someone like more like similar I mean, to your size. Um, we always, any size, I'm going to snatch you up, any size, big, little, anything. Um, I always just make sure to accentuate the, the, the better parts of the body. You know, if you want to take away from maybe the stomach area, you're not so comfortable with your stomach being out or you don't want it to be so snatched on your stomach, I'm going to just make it fit you however you want it to fit you. We're going to make it look the best. Tasteful, always tasteful. Gotcha. So... Being one, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like for you know, um, actually for some, I'm like years now. Mm-hmm. How is your I'm like dating life being you know an entrepreneur? Cause like you know usually when like somebody's when like 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 they're like full doing you know with their craft, it was hard to actually date someone who has a regular job or right. things like that. Like because people don't understand like being an entrepreneur sometimes counts twenty four seven. Yes, it does. It doesn't stop. Um, dating for me, I'm not going to say it's super hard, but it's sometimes hard to get people to understand, like, I'm not going missing. I just have to tap in. I have to isolate to really be a creative. And that's just, that's what works for me. I have to isolate to be my most creative self. So, um, sometimes people don't understand that. Guys don't understand. Like, I'm not going ghost on you. I promise I'm not. I'm just working. And... It just doesn't work out for me to always be outside or always be, you know, in the mix. So that is a hard part for me. Um, on the flip side, I can be a little intimidating to guys that work a regular job. I make my own money. I make my own hours. I could get up and go today or tomorrow. It, it's just, it's very fluid. And people that are used to structure and stability don't always understand fluidity. So that's a disconnect. But... You know, I don't let it get in the way. <laughs> so I have this question. I always want to ask a female. It's like, I don't know when you started dating, but I'm going to ask this. Like, like you know, because, like, this is a brand new generation. Now, cause like, it was like, guys don't have the confidence they had when I was younger. Like, you know, you had to actually go have a pen and pad and get the girl a number. Now you could just <laughs> be on the girl. Yeah. And it's like, everybody got confidence on the internet. Everybody. Like, it was like, no one wants to get like rejected face to face like it's, it's it's a little easier on the internet right so like all right what would you rather like someone talk to you face to face or like you know see your dm catch me in traffic do not slide in my dms um i have a lot of people in my dms just from my business so um not to say that i don't you know see somebody that's trying to holler at me through my dms but that's like the least that's, you're not going to get far being in my DMs. You do better catching me in, in traffic, catching me out in public. Um, if you see me, approach me respectfully. I would prefer that. Now, if you're in another city or state, just slide in the DMs respectfully. And don't tell me my eyes are pretty. Everybody says that. Let's just get over that. <laughs> but, like, you know, if you got to watch, you know, if it's your word, you're like, you know, if I catch me in traffic, you know, you don't know somebody trying to holler at you down here or trying uh, to rob you. I'm not in no beef. I don't have no problems. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but you don't know they're trying to rob you, catching you in traffic. Hey, hey, mom, pull over. 
You better not try. Okay, you're right. Maybe I shouldn't say catch me in traffic. When you see me, approach me respectfully. That's all. So, like, you know, in the proper way, if a guy that's out of town, do they send a plane ticket, a cash app to get that person? Uh, uh, that's the fastest way to get a response. But no, no, no. Um, I just like respect. And I like um, a different approach than, I guess, what the norm would be. I guess the norm is, hey, beautiful, hi, can I get your number? Can I take you out? Have a little conversation with me first. You know, just try to get to know who you're dealing with instead of just jumping the broom and saying, hey, can I take you out? You don't know who you're dealing with, especially via social media. You, I could be anybody. You I don't know, think so, nobody really dealing with it. Just take a risk. I mean, some people are very transparent on social media. Some people are a totally different person. But I think that you can learn a lot about a person through conversation. So right. have conversation. <laughs> You know, I think I I was a firm believer of you know if you learn people as you as you grow as you grow because mm-hmm. you know like you don't know how that female or that guy would be once they start getting attached. True. Because like they might be crazier. But everybody has layers. Or sometimes something might trigger them. Like True. you know y'all could go somewhere. He probably was the perfect person, but you know you probably gave a hug to the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I take my time with dating. I don't rush, even friendships, not even just dating. I take my time and ease my way in because everybody has layers to peel back and I'm going to allow time for those layers to peel back. Right. So I have this question. Like, you know, guys be hard on, you know, females on the internet. You know, they, they feel like every female, a groupie or a hoe, if they see them around certain people mm-hmm. or if they just living their life. Like, some people just 20, they single, they, they free. Young and terrible. Like, but you get judged. Like, dudes do so much and don't get judged. Right. But, like, the females get judged. Like, how do you feel about that? Um, I think there are a lot of double standards with men and women. Um, But me personally, I do maintain a certain level of class, I'll say. You're not going to catch me doing a handstand in the club with a dress on or nothing like that. You know, I'm always be a lady first. And not to say that I don't have fun and all of that, but I think there are boundaries that I uphold. Um, shout out to everybody that's young and turnt and do whatever they want. That's perfect. I love to see it. But me personally, I do have an image to maintain. I have a business to run. And that's that's basically why I maintain a certain level of professionalism and just class when I'm out. I never want people to get the wrong idea and not want to do business with me because I was out having fun with my girls. And that's crazy. Like you, like you shouldn't even have to think about that. I shouldn't. <laughs> right. I shouldn't. But it's a real thing. Like I've been judged before, um, because I worked at a strip club before. So I've had people like totally sexualize me and approach me in a business manner, but in the wrong way, just because they saw me in a club. And the crazy part is, in New Orleans, we don't have real strip clubs. Like, there's only a few. They're not like, real strip like, clubs. Like, most people don't go to the real strip clubs. Right. So, like, you should judge a person. Like, I don't even look at clubs playing like strip clubs. Right. I go there for food, food, and I just don't go home yet. Yeah. But I don't look at it like a strip club. Everybody got bikinis on it, like a pool party. Exactly. But you'll be surprised how many people would be sexualized by just right. working in that industry. It sucks, but it's real. So, I want you to ask answer this question mm-hmm. not for yourself but for all females like I always want to ask somebody this like why do you think females be lying about on like their number of, of like guys they had sex with because you know everybody gonna make it look low right, right. Know the truth. Like, I had one female in life tell me her real number and I thought it was a real number because that was a little pretty up there but like she was real she like look 
look at the dudes I mess with. I could just easily say I ain't mess with them. Right, right, right. So, um, I think it's because of judgment. Is it a female code? I don't think it's a code. Because, like, females automatically just know to do that, like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say it's a code. Um, I will say that it is, um, they're just trying to get around that judgment. Um, a lot of females, they do what they want. They're very, they're sexual beings, like, and they don't mind being a sexual being. But when you approach this man or when this man approaches you and he's, you know, interested in you, he wants to wife you, whatever the case is, he may think like, oh, you know, a number, he has a number in his head that's too high. Now, as a woman, if I tell this man the truth, I may miss out on a good man just because of my past, you know. And a high number, I don't think a, a necessarily high number um, relates back to a hope. I don't think that. I'm not asking. <laughs> I don't want to know. I think it's safe to just not ask. Mind your business. Yeah, I, I'm not asking. I don't want to know what happened before me. Long yeah. as you ain't doing it with me, I don't want to know. Why do you care about what happened? Because I don't want to tell you what I did before. I don't like realistically. Most guys who had any kind of emotion in some type of way don't know themselves. Right. Like, right. if you had a lot of females coming at you in life, you don't really know. Like, it's times I see people like, damn, we did do that. Like, I, you don't know. I think as adults. <laughs> Everybody done had a life prior to the person that they right. encountered. So, um, I don't think anybody should, I don't think should be judged. judged. Yeah. Once you're in a relationship, like, yeah. anything you do in a relationship, like, inside a relationship, right. now you're wrong. Not as open room for judgment. If you out here messing around with 50 niggas and you got a boyfriend, you might be a hoe. But, if you dealt with 50 niggas in your past and now you wiped up with this one man and you're not stepping out on him, right. girl, it's all right. So I saw someone on the internet, and I also know that, you know, I'm like, you actually be around, I'm like, you know, one, I'm like, variety of females. So I'm asking you this question. Do your average female have a guy for everything? Like, for gas, for for food, or different things? Like, I want to actually ask you that. <laughs> Y'all, you got me exposing the gems. What's going on? Um, Yes and no. Um, if you're lucky enough to find a good man that could cover all of those areas and you don't need the rest of the guys. But a single woman like myself, I'm single. Um, they got somebody for everything. They do. They do, but some women just want more. Um, yes, I mean, who doesn't want more? I want the most. And also some people just want a backup plan, like, just the case just don't work. I mean, again, uh entrepreneur i make my own money i don't need men for anything but why wouldn't i let multiple people pay my bills and you know i'm just a girl i'm just a girl why wouldn't i let them right so i saw this other quote on instagram so basically they saying that basically females not speaking of yourself because you're an entrepreneur and you know working hard for yourself but they say Females can only be be the only ones coming into something broke like that and, and asking for stuff and like and like if a guy do it, I like I'm, I'm, I'm a you know I'm a worried about I'm worried people that got kids. Okay. Like they say that you know, guys are the only ones got to get on child support if they ain't got no money. Hey, but if a female don't have no money, she gets like government assistance. So like, do you feel like that's fair? I don't think it's fair. I think a child takes two to make. Um, I think each parent equally has responsibility. Um, I don't have kids, let me disclose that. But 
Um, I don't think it's fair that the guys are automatically thrown on child support. Um, and on the flip side, if the father is raising a child, the mom just gets off. Like, you know, she doesn't get put on child support. I don't agree with that. I think um, both parents should play their part in raising their child, whether it be, you know, financially or physically, in person. You know, women do, I think women do have a lot more um, labor work to do as far as for with kids, like breastfeeding. Just, you come from a woman. Like, whether it's a, a girl or a boy child, they're attached to their mother. So, um, I don't know. That's a good question. Right. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, but until I got a real girlfriend, I didn't realize being a woman is hard. It's hard. Like, you can't go outside without getting shit done. You gotta go through a period every month. Like, what if a man went through a period? Like, I wouldn't even want to <laughs> imagine the things like... Chaos in this world. If men had periods, chaos. Chaos easily. Like, I, like in you know, like when you're in a relationship as a man, you kind of know when that period about to come that week up because they're going to start they get emotional. Emotional on fuss. Do, cause like little, they have little weird stuff. But, like... Why do you think women do that before the week of... Uh, it's, uh, it's totally out of our control. So, I used to think that, like, you know, you could get a, a control on it or something like that. But it's actually just women's hormones all over the place, you know. It really does make you emotional. Um, I noticed that when I got off of birth control. Birth control made me crazy. I'm talking about mood swings out of this world. And when I got off of it, I was like, dang, I used to be tripping. Like... <laughs> I used to, I really used to be tripping, but it was a hormone imbalance that it's literally science. It's, there's no explanation for it. So if your girl is tripping, give her grace. Gotcha. So I have this question for when single woman, since you know, sometimes women just don't know either. Mm-hmm. What you think is the worst? Messing with a guy's friend or his op? Hmm. I think the friend. I think the friend is the worst. Um, I think an op, you could keep that kind of disconnected. But a friend, like this man got to shake this man's hand. He might, they might grow old together and they might be in each other's wedding or something like that. Like, what if it's your wedding and his best man done knocked you down before? That's not right. His op not going to be at the wedding. That's secretive. Like, I'm more, I I always tell people this. Everybody not secretive. no, I'm talking about, but that's very secretive that okay. they're doing that. But I'm saying, I'm on, I already hit my friend, then my op. Because <laughs> because you get my op at my location. Now, depends on the situation with my friend, we might just flip you. Like, right. if you went to my friend, cool, I don't care to hit you. That's, just, that, that's y'all. But if he was going behind my back to get you, I can't fuck with him no more. Right. But it depends on how that went. But I'm going to say this with the op. That depends on who you're dealing with. Because you're dealing with a slime ball kind of girl. I'm not giving no love. I'm not giving no drop on no But, like, you know, some dudes, I'm not saying you you will, but I'm saying some girls actually they, do. Some girls will. But I'm saying that, like, some girls aren't, like, a lot of people in relationships not for the right reason right now. Like, you know, some <laughs> some people are messing with people because of what they're doing for them. Right. So, actually, when that stop, you might get absolutely... You might actually end up messing with the app because the app might have more money than the person you're messing right. with. Or the person or the app might do more. Or the, or the app might really genuinely like you. Or you've been doing it. It's a lot of things that, that can actually happen. It is. I mean, speaking for myself, I never I never let no op type stuff cross because right. now I'm putting myself in the middle right. of that. Who got time for that? I Thanks. got things to live for. I got things to lose. 
that's another thing. I got this question. Uh -huh. Living in New Orleans, how is the date life for yourself? <laughs> Travel. Travel. Do not. New Orleans men, uh, I love y'all. I do as friends. Um, I feel like everybody messes around with everybody out here. I'm just uninterested. I will travel to go find some date. And love. <laughs> and love. <laughs> and love. Oh, she got to add love. I'm going to say the people that I deal with, they're not uh, from here. They're not from here. Even if they live here, they're not from here. So they have a different upbringing. They have a different mentality. You know, they move differently. So, hey, but not to down. Not to down New Orleans. Not to down the men too hard in New Orleans. No, I love New Orleans men. There's nobody like y'all. Like, I'm like, what do you think is a, you know, Everyone average New Orleans man's like upbringing. Yeah, but the reason why they act the way they act or treat women the way they treat them. The um, average ones that that on that on like you you ran across. I honestly think New Orleans is just so small. Everybody knows everybody. And when we have events in the city, it's just kinda like everybody there. So we're used to growing up around everybody. But the problem with that is you're interested in everybody you know the people that you're encountering so um a typical new orleans nigga upbringing honestly outside inside playing the game or in the streets right. that's that's you're gonna fall in one of them categories i grew up in my mindset thinking i get any girl i want in the world as long as long as i got something going on i could get a new woman so i feel like if I feel like if I got something going on in life and I'm and if I try hard enough with any female like for being consistent or what, I feel like I can get her. I always felt like that. I just felt like hey, but if I get her to smile, I can take her from a nigga. But I do think that's how New Orleans men think because But it works. It especially does around the world. Especially around the world. Well, oh man, it's easier. But people so people yeah, love New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. love New Orleans, they love our culture, they love our accent. You know, they love that, but they don't really know the nitty gritty of the the back end things of a New Orleans person. Like, you know, their mentality, their upbringing, right. you know, their community that they come from. Like, you, Everyone, me saying I'm yeah. from the East, me saying I'm from Uptown, that could mean two different things. Yeah, that's, if that's two different <laughs> upbringings, personalities, like, if a lingo, everything, bop, however you, like, I talk to people different, different cities and they be like they don't really understand like our conversation just you might not know understand it right like we can have a whole conversation just saying yeah but we know what it means yeah, you might the, know yeah, what it means yeah. <laughs> all we can say bitch and you might think we disrespectful right but that's but how we talk it depends on how the bitch come out right. and how long the bitch is emphasized if you got bitch like a little bit out there you know you mean it they got like four or five different meanings for bitch <laughs> Definitely. They got New Orleans language. They probably got 10 meetings for yeah. For sure. So, you know, but I just tell people, you know, I think, but see, this also, actually, one great thing about being from New Orleans, we have Southern hospitality. Yeah. Other cities don't have that, so you don't know if the person really fuck with you or not. They just yeah. mean for no reason. You be like, oh, you really like me? I'm cool. But you. <laughs> yeah, I will say that. Me traveling a lot, um, New Orleans people are always welcomed, no matter what city, what state. They always gonna welcome us first. Now, after that, you may, you may rub somebody wrong with the way you talk or you know the way you carry yourself, whatever the case may be. But in general, New Orleans is a very embraced city. 
I wouldn't want to grow up nowhere else. Nowhere else. Oh, I'm <laughs> so happy to be from New Orleans. But living, I'm ready to go. Are I'm we ready all, to go. Huh? As an adult, um, I think it's just now. Like, today's era is just not what it used to be. Had I been this age in, like, the 90s, the early 2000s, I would have easily raised my kids here. But now it's just, the 90s it's bad. so much going on. Right. The 90s was bad. We just didn't realize no, the 90s was bad. In the <laughs> early 2000s, it was bad. We just didn't realize it. And you know what? I feel like we didn't realize it because they didn't have so many cameras. Yeah, cameras from everything. No. Everything wasn't televised and, you know, put on the front line. So, hmm. <laughs> valid point. <laughs> Very valid. So, what's next for you? Do you plan on bringing some, you know, if some people like under you to actually learn how to sew, like, Yes. Can I start with a franchise, something like that? So, um, I definitely, I currently offer classes, but I do want to offer it on a bigger scale um, to young and older people. Um, I think that sewing is a craft that is, um, it's coming back. It's definitely making its way back, but it was forgotten for a while. For instance, like when I started sewing, a lot of people were not sewing. It wasn't a big thing, but now I see a lot of young people that's getting into just the creative side of sewing. So I do want to pour into that. Um, I want to see way more creatives. I want to see way more custom pieces. And, you know, I want everybody kind of tapping into that creative side. It's a fun thing to do. It is tedious, but it's worth it. You could do so much with sewing, so much. So I definitely want to offer classes. Um, I definitely will get more into bottle girl, waitress outfits, stripper clothes, things of that sort. Um, I enjoy doing that. Um, and also custom pieces, custom gowns, just more of all of that on a grander scale. I have a lot more coming in the future. Gotcha. And also, last but not least, tell the world on that, where can you find you on social media and on everywhere else? All right, you can find me on all of my social medias at So That's Chelks, S E W T H A T S C H E L S. It's all one word. Um, I'm pretty easy to find on there. So if you ever need a custom, alterations, anything like that, come find me. All right, we done. Awesome. And that's your story. Um. <laughs>